You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Matt isn't here today, but you know who is? Jeff and Ken. How are you both? How you doing? Pretty good. I liked as the countdown was counting down, you said, hey, Ken, you want to do the intro? <laughs> I was like, no. I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> too fast. Keep you, you on to your prepare, toes, you know. I, well, I know you got to you got to prepare. Um, Matt isn't here today. I, I sent him on a mission, so today I had kind of a weird afternoon. I went to a batting cage for the first time in like 15 years just to see if really? I yeah, just to like see if I could hit a ball again, um, which I I could, um, but not as well. So I just I started in the 70 mile an hour, then I had to go down, and then I had to work my way back up again because it's been a long time. But and where did you end up? Uh, I went back up to the 70, but um, I did not get a bat that was my size because I, I felt awkward having to rent a bat it's been so long and she, all they had was kids bats no it was adults bats but the the worker gave me one that was like way too long and i didn't want to be like this is too big for me uh and so i was swinging a very heavy very long bat um so i had to choke up quite a bit like a kid did in you a go movie. to haunted trails stella's stella's okay. yeah uh but then right after though i watched taken which i forgot of how how solid of a movie that is so is, i told is there a good bat scene oh no there isn't there should have been though you're right he uses his hands like bats okay uh, but I told Matt, I was like, hey, you know, Liam Neeson goes to Paris, causes all kind of havoc. You need to go there and retrace uh, his his steps. And so that's where he's that's, at. I'm sure a lot of people do that. They go to re- Paris and re- retrace Taken. <laughs> go to the... Good trip. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good attraction. <laughs> good attraction, yeah. Um, but uh, we have some special guests with us tonight, though, uh, in place of Matt. And it's just going to make the show even better. And we're super excited to have them here. Our first guest is going to be hosting today's game. Uh, you might uh, see him all over the crop. He's always posting some fun stuff or commenting, and we always appreciate that. Coming to us from Omaha, Grant Triplett. How are you, Grant? Good. How are you? Doing awesome. Uh, Seems t- like a great name for a baseball player. Grant. Grant oh, you're right. Triplett. Grant Triplett. I like that. Um, tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself, and if you are a baseball player, who knows? No, not at all. Uh, trivia players about it. Maybe baseball trivia. Um I work for a medical staffing company right now, and I write a lot in my spare time. I actually have a couple of books. One's about restaurants in Omaha, and one's about dive bars in Omaha, which are two of my favorite things. Uh, I play a lot of video games, and I listen to a lot of trivia. I found you guys probably in 2020, I think, and I listened to pretty much everything you had out in the summer when I was landscaping. I just had nothing but headphones and a lawnmower, so I soaked it up, and I took a year off, actually, and then came back and went through it all again. So Welcome oh, well. back, and thank you. Yeah, it's we appreciate fresh it. after that. Yeah, it's nice to go back because you forget a lot. So, 
Well, no, that's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for we, saying that. That and, was us after a week. Yeah. No, and, I was listening to yeah. us during a dark time like the pandemic, kind of like listening to the Postal Service when you're depressed. Oh, were you asking me? I don't listen yeah, to it was our a show. rhetorical I'm question. I'm vigorously shaking my head, yes. Well, Grant, we'll have to come back to you at the end of the show and get the names of those book titles so everyone can check them out if they want to visit Omaha. Uh, we are super excited to welcome uh, Chris Hernandez coming to us from New Jersey, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm an attorney from New Jersey. Um, I spend pretty much all my free time playing trivia online. Got a wife, two cats, and a dog. And that's about it. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, uh, Chris. And uh, you had a choice of, of the three of us in this room to partner with today. And who are you going to partner with? Uh, I've chose Ken. All right. And any uh, any idea on a team name? What would you like to go by? Well, when I play online, I usually go by El Guapo. That's what people know me as. So, so. I said, well, we better be El Guapo and El Feo. <laughs> All that right. would be El Feo. <laughs> You're El Fail? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, that's not the drink that the uh, Juggalos drink, right? It's not that one, no. Okay. No, that's, that's Fago. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, El Guapo and El Feo, uh, that means Jeff and I, you, you, we're going to partner together. And Jeff, uh, what is our team name going to be? Uh, I think we're going to be Los Pollos Hermanos. That's correct. Los Pollos Hermanos for all you Breaking Bad fans. Well, you guys prepare to get deep fried by us because <laughs> well, we, we we're going to be the cream today. We have the box cutter out, though, so we'll see who ends up being cream on the floor later on. Okay. Uh, well, those are the teams. Uh, we need to throw it uh, to the rules read. Grant, any preference on the rules read? I like the OG. I like that guy's voice. All right. Darren, let's uh, kick things off. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager zero to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. We must the um, all right, Grant, uh, feel free to take it away. We're ready to play the game. All right. The first round is colors and band things, B-A-N-N-E-D. Uh, question one is, which Crayola crayon was renamed Peach after the original bodily named moniker was deemed unattractive? Okay. We are going to lock it. All right. So um, do you have any initial thoughts on this one? I think this is skin. I agree. I agree with you to a point, but I think the the phrasing might have been flesh. Oh yes, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was also deemed uh, not true in all cases. All right. So, flesh. In fact, it it probably serves a very narrow subset of white people, probably, because <laughs> I'm even paler than that. Mm. Yeah, we we agreed. We we uh, much prefer. Jack Black's version in the Super Mario Brothers movie of flesh, 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 instead of peach. So we said flesh as well. Oh, God, gross. Yeah, it is flesh. All right, good start, boys. Yeah, on the board with flesh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> question two. Uh, what crop-themed color was replaced by a weed-themed color when it became dandelion? So it's crop-themed. So usually... Maybe corn corn stalker. I was thinking something like that. Like, so dandelion is the current color. So I was thinking corn, hay, maize, wheat. Um, 
Yeah, we could go with wheat, I guess. Okay, we'll say wheat. And uh, you said one of the things that we're going to say. We said maize. The answer is maize. All right, question three. Uh, Dandelion's time was actually short-lived. It was eventually replaced by another color in the spectrum. Which primary color took its place? Yeah, we're just going to put our cards on the table and we'll just say yellow. And that's what we're going to lock in with. What about you guys? I would be in agreement with that if uh, you're good with that, Chris. Yeah, I, mean, I can't think of any other primary colors that would be the same color as dandelion. So. Yep, yellow. Uh, well, now you got me second guessing. I think I thought primaries were red, uh, green, and blue. I was trying to lower it down to a three uh, three chances. It was actually blue. It got replaced with blutiful was the name of the color. Blutiful? Uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe they pulled it out of the box and it got replaced with a different color. So it didn't have to be the same color. Yeah. Yeah. Three primary colors, red, yellow, blue, uh, secondary colors, orange, green, violet. Yeah. So our mistake was assuming that they replaced it with the same color. A similar color. Yes. They replaced the crayon in the box. We're just the idiots. And if you're a fan of John Travolta, primary colors. On to question four here. We have um, used sometimes by Bob Ross and maybe Frederick the Great. Which shade of blue could be seen on The Joy of Painting? We are locked in. Would this be royal blue, maybe? Um, now, as a man who <laughs> went to sleep for a long time watching The Joy of Painting uh, to calm him down at the end of a long, stressful day, I believe the blue that he often used was Prussian blue. I'm oh, assuming that would make sense. Frederick yes. the Great was maybe a Prussian ruler. He, he definitely was, yes. All right. Okay. So we're going to go with Prussian blue. Yeah, I'm glad he wasn't the ruler of Thalo. Um, we also said Prussian blue. Little joke for you Bob Ross fans out there. The answer is Prussian blue. All right. What was the... Was that yellow? Thalo yellow? No, it was Thalo. I thought it yellow was Yellow ochre, blue. I think. Yellow ochre. Oh. Yeah. He had what midnight the... blue, I know. What was the phrase he used to say when he hit the... Happy little accidents? No, when he, when he hit the brush oh, to like get the... Oh, beat the devil out of it. Beat the devil out of it, that's right. And then he'd have a little chuckle. Yeah, that's right. Because he'd do like the really fast, like, beat the yeah. devil out of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go to question five here. Which rarest crayon created for Oprah was named after this famous Oscar snub flick? Bonus point if you know how many awards it was nominated for without winning. All right, so I would think this would be the color purple. I would agree. Um, do we know? How do we have many? a rough guess of how many awards? I would guess like seven. Seven? I'm I'm down with that. That's a lot of awards, but it's feasible that you could lose seven times. So we're going to go uh, color purple with seven for the bonus. See, and I thought this is you get a new car smell, and apparently <laughs> Neil said that that is not correct. Uh, no, no. So, uh, color purple is correct. And, uh, it had 11 nominations, uh, and did wow. not win big scandal at the time because all of them came to the, the Oscars wearing purple because they thought they were going to win something and they did not win anything. It was the color purple and you picked up the bonus point with 11 snubs. All right. So we'll give you five bonus points for that one. All right, you're going to give us five bonus points, adding that into our scores after five. It looks like El Guapo and El Fayo are at 30 points, and Los Pollos Hermanos, 45. All right, let's go to band things. Which small pet, not in the Rodentia family, despite commonly being mis uh, mistaken for rodents, is banned in three states and six cities, including Omaha, 
for its capacity to possibly carry foot and mouth disease. All right, we're, I'm going to make Jeff uh, sweat a little bit and I'm have him circle out of three choices, but we're locked in. All right. So, um, did you have any initial thoughts? I have a I have a pretty strong thought here. All right, go, go ahead. Well, uh, I used to own a hedgehog, and uh, I know it's not a rodent, although commonly confused as a rodent, and I know it is banned in several states um, because we had to check before we got it. So, that would be my guess is hedgehog. I'm happy to go with that, yep. I trusted that Jeff's fandom of Ben Schwartz would win out, and he circled a hedgehog on my paper. Well, I'm glad you didn't need the hint. It was, they aren't actually blue, and it is hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah. It might have been a little bit of a giveaway for anybody yeah. born uh, in the last 30, 40 <laughs> years or have seen the movie Sonic. So, Well, speaking of Sonic, uh, I told Jeff this the other day. I don't know if anyone here, other than Jeff, maybe if he has since I've talked to him, but uh, if you've seen the show Jury Duty on Amazon slash Freebie, has anyone seen that? I have not yet. It is on my short list. It's very good. And the elevator pitch here is uh, there is a fake uh, trial uh, in a court, and everyone is an actor except one man on the jury who has no idea it's all fake. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and it, it features James Marsden playing a <laughs> version of himself. And the whole show is uh, basically designed to get this guy into uncomfortable situations. Um, to finish the trial, to get him to do things he doesn't want to do. And it's all scripted slash improv, and then they're all uh, changing what they're doing in real time. So, like, how is how is the person that, oh, I guess the person's recognizing that he's on the jury with James Marsden? Yeah, so what it, the, the, the beginning of it was, like, we're filming a court case, and would you like to be considered a juror on this court case that's going to be filmed? And the guy okay. just thought, okay, there's a documentary. But then James Marsden comes in, and he's like, it's like oh, I actor i don't need to be here i'm gonna try and get out of it but oh, he can't okay. get out of it so it's like you're you're in the jury with james marston <laughs> yeah. but it's like fictionalized okay. it's fictionalized that's and funny that's pretty crazy and then my favorite thing of it about it was anytime that it got too crazy where they thought he would figure out it was all fake like the truman show they would stick him with five hours of real boring court stuff <laughs> so so he would think it was real so it's really great though just check it out you'll enjoy it eight episodes all right question seven what gerard butler flick was banned in Iran for its, quote, hurtful American propaganda that misrepresented and hurt the country's identity and history. What do you think about that, Jeff? I will confirm you are correct. All right. We're going to lock in. I think. All right. So I would guess this is 300. I would agree with you. Um, as the Spartans are defending against the Persian Empire, I believe. So there's yep. probably some um, probably some not great stuff in there. So let's go with 300. <laughs> I think there actually may be some truth to that statement. I think they may have really oversold the Spartans as the good guys, but um, we said 300. It is 300. Although Geostorm was also a crime, I believe. <laughs> Geostorm was the one I, I was watching and I sent you a video because the name of the satellite that is trying to help Earth or, or hurt Earth is called Dutch Boy. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Grant, uh, you have the 300 physique you were telling us before we started recording. Uh, yeah, it's airbrushed. It's digital. <laughs> hey, as long as it's there, it doesn't Same matter as if it's in airbrushed. the movies, man. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's really I remember I tried a full-time visual workout. effects artist. Yeah. What what'd you I say? I tried the workout for like 2 weeks and I gave up. They have a 300 workout you can do and it's just brutal like if you're not a Hollywood a person with access to protein and 
needles. I'm not sure what they well, do. Like, uh, you, do yeah. you do have a Leonidas-esque beard, though. So you got <laughs> yeah. that going for you. So I got Jeff too much Ken, fur, though. Would, They're all shaved. What would the triviality workout be? It's just sitting in the sweat lodge, Eat, sleep, sweating. Podcast. You just lose water weight from sweating. Just because it's so hot in here. Yeah. You can't leave. All you get is hot coffee. That is one of the things that uh, I respect about Channing Tatum, though, is uh, he was talking about how, like, he didn't eat or, like, didn't drink anything for, like, two days for, like, the Magic Mike stuff. So he looked, like, super cut. It's like, this is dangerous. Like, it's dangerous to look like this. My favorite uh, interview. I'm like, thank you for telling people that. uh, As a quick aside is Rob McElhenney, where he said, uh, oh, you want to know how I got to look this shred and everything? He's like... Get a professional nutritionist. Hate yourself. Like stop eating or what you want to eat or whatever Workout it was. Six days a week. Yeah, it was hit drugs or whatever he said. It was yeah. really anybody funny. can do it. Yeah, yeah. Kuma, easy. Kumail Nejiani said like the same thing when he was like, "How do I look like this? Easy, Marvel money." <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to turn triviality into workout. Just do sit ups every time you get one wrong or something, right? Yeah, there you That's go. A lot of sit ups. Yeah, ten ten <laughs> push ups every wrong question. Yeah, you guys are doing hot now, so. Uh, let's go to question eight. Which country sandwiched between Iraq and Saudi Arabia bans criticism of their sheik with repercussions ranging from fines, prison, and even permanent exile? Jeff has his pen. He's drawing on his paper. Right now it looks like a hot dog, but I think it's turning into a map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to think... It's. This you know, is the I'm, only I'm just gonna look at a map. <laughs> it's easier than drawing it. Yeah, I mean that. That's fine with me. I feel like it's it's got some cachet and would make sense in a trivia game. So we can lock in. Okay. Um, I think this is Kuwait. Kuwait. I'd be down with that. My geography game is not strong. Um, so I'm gonna believe you. Yeah, I think Jeff was down with the Kuwaitness as well. Um, he wrote Kuwait. Kuwait is correct. Nice. They got a big uh, popular trivia show out there, too. It's called Kuwait, <laughs> Kuwait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a fan of the other trivia uh, podcast. Good job, Bahrain. <laughs> All right, nice. Neil, you got one? I, I did, but I, it's not very good, so <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. You right. sure? Yeah, I'll pass. All right, next question, please. All right. Uh, Question nine. The Babel Proclamation of 1918 made which languages illegal to speak in public in America? And uh, after a little bit of discussion, Neil, I think uh, your answer you got written down is really funny, but I think we'll just stick with mine, which might be more in line with what might the answer be. Okay. So 1918, that's toward the end of World War One, is all I can really think about. Um, do you have any, I haven't really heard of this specifically, so do you have any inklings? My initial inkling was like Navajo maybe, or? Hmm. I don't know if I don't... that would be happening in like 1918. Um, I don't know what, what would trigger that in 1918 yeah I don't know. for that um I, w- my, I guess my best guess would be german just due to world war one I. I mean maybe sure 
Um, so Neil wrote down a joke answer of uh, all of them but American, which I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't want to go with because I, I thought it wasn't technically, you know, it wasn't correct enough. Maybe English might have been the answer, but um, I said Babel proclamation. I thought maybe uh, they forbade speaking in tongues. So that's what we said. Uh, the answer is all of them but English. Ah. <laughs> the, the I told you American was just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a bunch of, I guess, xenophobia, probably worries and scared. So if they heard anything else, which is kind of weird, because I'm pretty sure we had foreign allies in that war. So Now, um, yeah. was that passed? And if so, when was it overturned? Uh, I'd have to find the site that I found it on, but yeah, I know it was an actual, whoever was president during that time, like Hoover or Coolidge, somebody passed it. So, okay. so I don't know if they actually the, enforced it though. Yeah. The Babel proclamation was just, it was a proclamation issued by, Iowa's governor, William L. Harding in 1918. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, basically established, um, so that Iowans, um, you know, wouldn't have to worry about uh, people speaking German. Basically. Okay. And then after World War One, Harding repealed the proclamation on December fourth, nineteen eighteen. All right, there you go. Uh, question ten: In two thousand, Halifax, Nova Scotia, passed a law fining people if they were found to have offended which one of a person's five senses? Okay, um, so I think the funniest one is sense of smell. That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah. All right, great. So we're on the same page. And uh, in that case, this uh, sweat lodge would be fine. But uh, we're going to go smell. Yeah, uh, that's what Neil wrote down. We said sense of smell. Uh, sense of smell or scent. Apparently, there is an anti-scent campaign when like these new deodorants came out or if there was like a smelly grandma on the bus or something and they made it illegal. And it's kind of weird because it's just um, it's all opinion. So. I think you have to have like enough people saying this person smells bad. But they also stinky. were saying that DDT and stuff in the deodorant was poison. So it's kind of an anti-poison campaign is how I, I don't know if it's still in, in effect. This was 20 or in 2000. So but yeah, it is sent. The axe consensus is one. You just need <laughs> one other person to go. That smells like yeah. crap. I was going to mention axe, uh, but instead of mentioning axe, I'm going to mention scores because after the first round here, it looks like El Guapo and El Fayo with 70 points, picking up an extra 40 in that second half, and also picking up an extra 40, Los Poyos Hermanos bringing their total to 85. Let's just clarify something, though, really quick. Axe in itself, no problem. It's just not a replacement for a shower. Yeah. Also, um, liberally applying it in quantities that would qualify as smog <laughs> as, is as probably a yeah, a, just enough for your armpits. Enough for your armpit is probably fine, but maybe not your whole body and your crotch. Yes, right. but that is not how teenagers use it. So now that that's settled, mm -hmm. let's uh, move on to the swing round. All righty. I don't know how I've listened to 300 episodes and I thought it was the lightning round, not the swing round, but this is all about weather because I wanted it lightning related. Okay, it could be a lightning round today. Yeah, All right. Question one here. Uh, the movie Magnolia features an occurrence of this actual weather phenomenon when it rains which creatures from the sky? Uh, question two. Three people have been confirmed killed by what weather phenomenon? It's less than falling coconuts. Uh, question three. What disc-shaped clouds are sometimes mistaken for alien spacecrafts? They are found on top of hills and mountains. Number four, a mixture of heat 
moisture, high mountains, and irregular terrain create the perfect conditions for this common energy burst. What makes it rare is that it can happen for 10 hours at a time in Venezuela due to their climate. Question 5. Seen in Pirates of the Caribbean, this event happens at sunset or sunrise on a clear day looking on the ocean's horizon. Water vapor in the atmosphere absorbs the yellow and orange colors in white sunlight, and air molecules scatter the violet light. What is it called when this happens? 6. Rainbows in San Francisco and other foggy places can appear to be this color due to the water droplets water droplets absorbing the color. 7. What severe Midwest windstorm is born from multiple thunderstorms? It can reach speeds of 100 miles per hour and leave mass destruction across long stretches of land. Number 8. Where is the wettest place on Earth? Mawsinram. M-A-W-S-Y-N-R-A-M. Averaging 467 inches of precipitation annually. Just give me the country that Mawsinram is in. Number 9. Where is the driest place on Earth? The Atacama Desert. Averaging less than one millimeter of precipitation per year. Some areas haven't seen any rain for 500 years. And I'll need the name of that country. The Atacama Desert is in this country. And number 10, the Bridge Creek Tornado of 1999 in Oklahoma reached speeds of how many miles per hour? I'll give you 30 miles per hour in either direction. Okay, we have our swing round questions and we'll be right back with our best answers after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All the answers from the swing round are now locked in, so we're going to go back to Grant and get those questions one more time. We'll see if we're right. All right, question one in the swing slash lightning round. Uh, the movie Magnolia features an occurrence of this actual weather phenomenon when it rains which creatures from the sky? Yep, probably my second favorite P.T. Uh, PT Anderson uh, movie, and we're saying Rain of Frogs. Yeah, I love this movie. It gets too much hate for some reason uh, from more modern audiences, but we love it. We said frogs. Uh, frogs is correct. Question two. Three people have been confirmed killed by what weather phenomenon? It's less than falling coconuts. Well, I thought it might be more, but Chris uh, had a good answer here. Uh, yeah, I went with hail. Hmm. 
It's an interesting one. Uh, we too went with something falling from the sky. We said meteorites. Mm. It is actually hail. I thought it would be a lot mm. more than that too. Uh, number three. What disc-shaped clouds are sometimes mistaken for alien spacecrafts? They are found on top of hills and mountains. Uh, we we are not cloud men. We don't know a lot of names of clouds, so we just said Nimbus. We said Cumulonimbus. Nimbus poop. Uh, this is one of those ones, if you you didn't know there's a name for it, and then when you see them, if you were to Google this right now, you'd know exactly what they look like. They're called lenticular clouds. Okay. Well, I do know what they look like. The problem was yeah. we don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah, they kind of look like a halo on top of a mountain or something. Number four, a mixture of heat, moisture, high mountains, and irregular terrain create the perfect conditions for this common energy burst. What makes it rare is that it can happen for 10 hours at a time in Venezuela due to their climate. Yeah, so I wasn't sure, but I felt like it was some sort of lightning. So we went with ball lightning. Oh, it's definitely lightning. We didn't get any more specific than that, but yeah, I'll take lightning or ball. I don't know what ball lightning is, but I'll give it to you. Okay, it is just lightning. Ball lightning, I believe, is lightning that like doesn't make contact with the ground. It's like cloud to cloud. Yeah, when I was doing research, there's a whole bunch of different lightning, sheet lightning. There's like reverse lightning that comes from the ground up or something. Uh, Number five, seen in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I don't know if we figured out it was the fourth or fifth one, but this event happens at sunset or sunrise on a clear day looking on the ocean horizon. Water vapor in the atmosphere absorbs the yellow and orange colors in white sunlight, and air molecules scatter out the violet light. What is this called? So we weren't sure on this one, and we were trying to come up with something clever, but we had to stick with St. Elmo's fire. Ooh, that's a great, uh, great guess there. Um, we had no idea. I just kind of latched on to the yellow and blue aspect of it and was like, maybe it's green something, but we never really got farther than green something. So that's what we liked in with. Very close. It's called the green flash. Uh, number six, rainbows in San Francisco and other foggy places can appear to be this color due to the water droplets, water droplets absorbing the color. Yeah, we weren't sure, so we just figured any guess is as good as the next, so we just said blue. Yep, uh, this one, uh, I think I've heard this before. I uh, could be way off, uh, but we went with my gut. I think it's just white. I don't think there really is a color. It is white. It's foggy rainbows. Number seven, what severe Midwest windstorm is born from multiple thunderstorms? It can reach speeds of 100 miles per hour and leave mass destruction across long stretches of land. Um, we went with tornado on this for lack of anything else. Keeping it simple. Jeff? Um, we called it a bomb El Nino. I don't know. <laughs> uh, these are called Derricos. That's right. Oh, oh Derechos. I never knew what it was till one hit uh, around here in Nebraska. I know... Midwest area like five years ago. I think I don't know why they're so rare because it sounds like it's a light tornado almost or something. Or it's, maybe it's a wind without funnel cloud. Uh, number eight. Where is the wettest place on earth? Mossine Ram. Averaging 467 inches of precipitation annually. What country? So between the name of the place and the fact that I think... I saw recently that this place gets a ton of rainfall. We're going with Scotland. 
Yeah, and uh, Jeff and I were talking. We said uh, if it was in 1954, it would be in Japan on the set of Seven Samurai, but that wasn't a good enough answer, so we locked in with India. Masinram or Masinram is in India. Mm. Number nine. Where is the driest place on Earth? The Atacama Desert, averaging less than one millimeter of precipitation per year. Some areas haven't seen any rain for 500 years. On uh, this one, I, we went with Chile. We agree. We said Chile. It is Chile or nice. Chile. You think there'd be a city or a neighborhood in, in Oxford called Atacama? Oh. I'm out. <laughs> yes, please excuse yourself. I think pronunciation doesn't really matter in, except for um, Cote d'Ivoire, which has a law that says that every other nation must pronounce it Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, the Bridge Creek Tornado of 1999 in Oklahoma, reach speeds of how many miles per hour? I'll give you 30 miles per hour in either direction. So we said uh, 350, because we don't really know what an average tornado is. So um, We are going to hedge our bets here. Um, Neil and I both thought 300, but uh, I feel more comfortable just knocking up just a hair. We're going to say 315. Give us a comfortable range. Uh, Neil and Jeff did make it in the range of 301 miles per hour. After the swing round, it looks like El Guapo and El Feo picking up 20 points, bringing their total to 90 points. And Los Pollos Hermanos picking up 30 points, bringing their total to 115. And when it comes to numbers, the, the most important numbers to us are Patreon and having all of your support. So if you'd like to join Patreon and help us by giving as little as a dollar a month to help grow the show, we'd very much appreciate it. For as, as little as a dollar a month, you can get all of our new episodes ad-free over on the Patreon uh, website, or you can have a, your own link to your, your own player and get all those episodes even earlier than they're supposed to come out, because Jeff usually posts them about a day early, so you'll be the first to listen to the new episodes. But uh, for as little as $5 a month, you're going to get uh, stickers and uh, bonus episodes, new audio content. and So much extra content. So much, yeah, exactly. So much more. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be doing Bloodsport Season 3, and being a patron is uh, sort of a free entry into possibly being on a season of Bloodsport. So this one is casted already, but when we do more in the future, uh, being a patron lets you get cast in Bloodsport. Uh, anything else, Jeff, that you'd like to add? No, Neil, I think you covered it. All right, well, uh, if you... I can't do better than perfection. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't know if it's perfection, but I'll take the compliment. And the hint to keep the show moving, so go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast to join all of the wonderful folks who are helping us continue to do this show because we love it and also helping us grow and making it better each and every year. All right, round two is Famous Last. It could have last in the title or it just could be the last thing that happened at a particular time moment. You'll catch on pretty quick here. Uh, number one, what 1972 movie starring Marlon Brando raked in $36 million despite it receiving an X rating? Man, we're going to be, we're going to lock in over here. Yeah. So I believe this is last tango in Paris. Mm, I agree. Yep. Uh, Jeff wrote last tango in Paris and a stick of butter. We locked in. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Last tango in Paris. Number two, 
The last vehicle made by the automobile company Geo was produced in 1997 before they became part of Chevrolet. Name as many Geo models as you can, getting five points for each. Well, Neil, um, I'm sure you're leaning on me for this one. I came up with what I believe are four Geo models. All right, I trust you. I only wrote down two, and I think you have them already. So I do have both of those. We'll lock in. So, Chris, I've, I'm not a car guy. Assuming this is about cars, um, I've never heard of this. Is there a Geo Storm? I that's that's the only a Gerard Baller movie. <laughs> that it's that's not clear. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm thinking of it. But let's, let's say the I, Geo Storm. I, I don't know any Geos. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Geo Storm is the coolest yeah. car ever named. Um, they had a tiny little city car called the Geo Metro. Um, they had a little crossover uh, small SUV called the Geo Tracker. And Neil remembered another one. Oh, I know the, the Geo Tracker. Shoot. The Geo Prism. That's what we oh, came up with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys pulled out, what, three of them? Uh, it was Geo Metro, Geo Tracker, Geo Storm, Geo Prism, and for 1989 only, Geo Spectrum. Mm. I was definitely going to remember that. All right, so you guys got four. We got one. So five points for us and 20 points for you guys. Yeah. All right, let's go to question three. What Christmas hit from 1984 ranks number 10 on the all-time highest grossing holiday singles? So not everybody's favorite Christmas song, but excitement. Uh, Last Christmas. That's what I was thinking, yep. All right. Wham. 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 Uh, wham, yeah. wham. We, we uh, support anyone who f- has a cheese farm, and we said Wham's Last Christmas. Last Christmas by Wham. The guy from Blur? No, the other guy from Wham. Yeah, the guy from Blur, I think, is like a cheese farmer or something, too. Oh, he also is a cheese farmer? Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy from Wham became a farmer, yeah. So, fun thing about this uh, answer, I know uh, Lita George and uh, Paul McLaughlin participate in uh, Whamageddon, which is you try to get through the Christmas season without ever hearing Last Christmas, and if you do, you're out. Yeah. And I think there's fabulous prizes, but it's just for fun. Yeah, and I think they, I think they maybe put some money in a pool, and then a, whatever they they raise goes to charity. Yeah, sounds like fun. All right, number four. While Hawaii has a time zone of minus ten UTC, making it one of the last places to see the New Year, which U.S. territory has a minus eleven UTC? Bonus point if you know one of the two minor outlying islands who are the only. Uh, places that have a UTC minus 12. Okay, so we need uh, a U.S. territory that's U- UTC 11, right? Correct. All right. All right, so are the Marshall Islands still a U.S. territory? I don't believe so, no. Mm. So uh, we're looking for something west of Hawaii, right? Yeah, I was thinking American Samoa. Okay, I'm good with that. Um, and then for the bonus, what what do we need? Nations that might be UTC No, it's just 12? two tiny minor outlying islands. I oh. think they're actually American islands that are minus 12, which I think would put them on with zero time or a whole hmm. day in advance. I'm not sure how it works. Um, yeah, I have no idea on that. All right, let's just stick with American Samoa then. So I was proud. Jeff said he agreed with me when I wrote down Guam. And then what did you have for the UTI-10 or whatever? Yeah, um, I know there's a few things out there. We just guessed the Palmyra Atoll. 
Uh, the U.S. territory that's minus 11 is American Samoa. Oh, wow. Nice. Good pull, Christian. Uh, the outlying islands are Baker Island and Howland Island. Okay. Um, that's hard. That's, that's hard enough for a bonus. That's very hard for a bonus, yeah. All right, question five. Question five. Neil Armstrong is famous for being the first person on the moon. Who was the last person to step foot on it back in 1972? All right, Jeff has alerted me that he knows the answer, so we're going to lock in. Any ideas here, Chris? I, I just simply can't remember this, no matter how many times I hear it. I'm I'm like the worst geek because I have no interest in space stuff at all, so I never know any of this stuff from one thing to the other. Um, yeah, I don't have anything on this. So I don't think it was Alan Shepard, but you want to do a, like a lucky Shepard? Sure. As a shout out. <laughs> and we are going to say Gene Cernan. Eugene Cernan. I was surprised now to find out nobody's it. been on there. I gotta for 50 remember years. this. Well, uh, with a uh, a whisper and a cernin, it looks like after the first five questions of the second round, El Guapo and El Fago picking up thirty five points, <laughs> bringing their total to one twenty five. Uh, it's just making myself making myself laugh. That's why I keep saying it, but it doesn't really matter. And uh, Los Pollos Hermanos picking up 50 points with those bonuses from question two, bringing our total to 165. Yeah, I got to say, it's probably the first time in history that somebody picking a Geo Prism was a good decision. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to question six. What rapper's famous last words were, uh, were expletive you directed toward a police officer who was trying to administer aid to him? We can lock in. Is that uh, Tupac? That would be my guess, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go with Tupac. We agree. It is Tupac number seven. On May 23, 2022, the last one of what commonly once commonly used item was removed from the streets of New York City. So you're locked in on this one? We're locked in. Oh, I knew this. Chris, any thoughts initially? When I guess a phone booth yeah like, the they had to take uh, colin farrell out first <laughs> and then they took the phone booth out it was it was basically you're almost right it was every copy of the movie phone booth on dvd <laughs> but no yeah we we also said phone booth it is payphone or phone booth where's superman gonna change he can't change in the street that's for sure he'd be uh, exposing Lord knows himself that there's no public bathrooms that's true uh, yeah, we're... You, no, there are. Have you been in a New York City street? No, Neil doesn't invite <laughs> me every time he goes. So. Uh, speaking of Superman, though, uh, I know it's cooler for the movie for him to go in a phone booth or the comics or whatever, but couldn't he just like fly like 10 feet in the air and just like let the clothes just like fall off of him? But then everybody would look up 10 feet and see him. See, uh, I guess this is the, the problem is in the 1930s, they didn't envision tear-off pants. Mm, so That's true. That's true. I imagine it would be like in Bruce Clip Almighty when, when Jim Carrey takes his clothes off before the sensuous night, like his clothes come right off. Yeah. That's what it should be Do like. Do you think Superman wears a clip-on tie so he could take it off quickly? Well, from the mo- according to the movie, he doesn't. He's a classy gentleman. He has a real tie, but I think it would be easier if he had a clip-on tie. Well, my other question, though, is where do his clothes go that he takes off when he changes into Superman? Does he, he just leave him in the phone booth? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, if he's always leaving him he's in phone booths... He's profiting off his Superman... But, I mean, if he's leaving clothing in every phone booth around the city, someone's going to be like, who is this serial, like, 
He's giving to the homeless. Oh, he's a homeless. Okay, so if the homeless is wearing it, then I can buy that. I just imagine a Superman going around being like, I did save you. 20 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Number eight. Uh, the oldest flag belongs to Denmark, dating back to 1219. The latest flag, adopted in 2010, belongs to which country? Orders to burn all the old flags were handed out by the country as well. So, I'm I'm just thinking of a a relatively new country uh, with South Sudan. What do you What do you think of that? Yeah, my uh, my African geography and political uh, you know maneuvers is not not great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you there. Yeah. Um... African geography is is an interesting one. Um, I wanted to. Th- I was thinking about South Sudan, but I thought they became a country in like 2011, so I thought maybe that was different. Um, but we guessed Libya because I know they changed their flag to like from that all green flag or something. So maybe that happened during Arab Spring. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, this one was actually Myanmar. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Mm. okay. Couldn't tell you what the flag looks like now or what it looked like before. Number nine. What is the last element to be added to the periodic table? Bonus point if you know the atomic number. I think I actually know a um, chemistry question. I want to see what Neil wrote, but uh, we can lock in. I think this might be Okanesson, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to believe whatever you say. And I have no idea for a topic number. Let's say 131. And Jeff, uh, I normally don't answer these questions, but I wrote down Oganesan question mark. Uh, Yeah, I think you are right. Um, That would be the uh, 118th. Uh, It's the highest one that we've discovered so far, and it follows with the neon, xenon, krypton, argon, radon, on pattern that happens in the noble gases. So we'll say it's 118. Oganesson, uh, 118. Number 10. Sir Barton was the first winner of this in 1919 for racing, while Roger Hornsby won for his, uh, won his for baseball in 1922. Who was the last Triple Crown winner? All right, uh, Jeff thinks he has a horse. I think I might have well, a baseball a player. We're going to put them together, and we have an answer. All right. So um, the horse, uh, I remember California Chrome. I remember American Pharaoh. Do you remember, um, did both of them win the Triple Crown? I know American Pharaoh did. All right. So I think it's American Pharaoh then, not California Chrome. California Chrome might have been one short of the Triple Crown. So let's say American Pharaoh 2018. And uh, that's I have no no idea for the baseball. All right, so that's all we got. So I agree with you on the year, but I think American Pharaoh won in 2015. Uh, we said just I'm old. We said justify, which uh, I think is the most recent Triple Crown winner. And then what did you say, Neil? For I wasn't sure on the baseball one. I, we just said Albert Pujols. Hmm, Pujols and excellent uh, player. We just said for, uh, you know, Mayan end of the world, we said 2012. <laughs> like it. We have Miggy Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera in 2012. 
It's up to you if you guys want to take the points for the year. No, you don't. That's it was, and it then, was a uh, joke. Justify twenty eighteen. So we both don't take the right. we both got the years, but <laughs> or well, if you, you want to take both the points, take points then yeah, there you go. No, either both fine. do or no, both. No, no, it's fine. It doesn't make a difference. So no points for either team, right? No points for either team. And uh speaking Well, I didn't of... need the years, and you guys did say justify in twenty eighteen, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. So we do get that one. You'd snag ten for that, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of last, uh, this is the last question, but also Netflix has finally stopped sending out uh, DVDs a few weeks ago. They officially ended that service. That was still a thing. I, that's wow. what I was gonna say. I would I would be mourning the service, although I thought it ended ten years ago. So, I guess I don't care much, but I do care about the scores, Neil. Do you still do Netflix uh, by disc or no? I do not. And do you know what the last disc uh, Netflix, Netflix, excuse me, uh, sent out? And I thought I Shakespeare in Love. Oh, is that true? No, I don't know. Oh, it probably would be. It's actually RoboCop disc. Whoever's still getting discs from Netflix probably has the good taste to order Shakespeare in Love. On our way to the final round, the scores are looking like 155 for El Guapo and El Fago, and 195 for Los Poyos Hermanos. So it's still still anyone's game, technically. We'll see how the wagers uh, turn out here in the final. Such disrespect to our name. <laughs> Call me ugly, Neil. <laughs> is that what Fago means? Or Fao? Fao, yeah. Oh, Fao? All right. Guapo is handsome and Fao is ugly. All right. Ooh. The categories for the final round. Uh, the theme is it happened on May 3rd. Which is today. Which is when we're recording. The date of yeah. recording, yes. Number one is going to be Prime Ministers. Two is Old Singers. Three is More Prime Ministers. Four is Television. Five is Marvel. The wagers are now in, so let's go ahead and get the questions and hope the questions favor our team. All right, question one. Prime Ministers. This person was elected British Prime Minister, eventually becoming the longest to continuously hold that position since 1827. Uh, number two. Happy 120th birthday to this American crooner, born May 3rd, 1903. With over 1,600 songs and 70 feature films to his name, he has been cited as an influence to such stars as Sinatra, Elvis, and Lennon. Number three, this fourth prime minister of Israel was born in Ukraine on this day in 1898. Number four, the last episode of this show lasting 13 seasons was aired on this day in 1991. At least we got to find out who shot JR. Number five, this Marvel movie, although released six years prior to Iron Man and phase one of the MCU, came out on May 3rd, 2002. A few characters did go on to be in MCU films regardless. We have our questions. We'll be back with our answers and find out who wins today's game. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. 
To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All the answers are now in. So... Uh, our team, uh, Guapo and Feo, going real hard, going 30s all the way down. Um, but let's get the questions one more time, and you guys can give your wagers, which are various. So what's question one? Number one, this person was elected British Prime Minister, eventually becoming the longest to continuously hold the position since 1827. That was on May 3rd, and I did forget to give you a year, but we'll see what your guys' guests are. Chris, for 30 points. Um, I guessed Margaret Thatcher. We too said Maggie Thatcher. How many points? Uh, we put 10 on that one only. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Cold day. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone would say that. <laughs> Number two. Happy 120th birthday to this American crooner, born May 3rd, 1903. With over 1,600 songs and 70 feature films to his name, he has been cited as an influence to such stars as Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, and John Lennon. Not too sure on this one. Again, 30 points. We said Nat King Cole. We wagered 30 on this one. Uh, as someone who loves Frank Sinatra, uh, if you love Frank Sinatra, you know that he uh, very much looked up to his idol, Bing Crosby. So we locked in with. Oh, that makes sense. It is Bing Crosby. Also famous for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. <laughs> What's one of their famous songs? I don't, um, I don't even know. So far, um, Wooden Ships, Carry On, Sweet okay. Judy Blue Eyes. I don't know how any of those go. I was going to say it'd be funny to have it in a crooner voice, but I could not tell you what those <laughs> songs sound like So, before my time. Number three. This fourth prime minister of Israel was born in Ukraine on this day in 1898. Again, 30 points for this one, Chris. We went with Golda Meir. So did we. Uh, we said for 10 only. The correct answer is Golda Meir. Number four. The last episode of this show, lasting 13 seasons, was aired on May 3rd, 1991. At least we found out who shot JR. That's Dallas for 30 points. We also said Dallas for 30 points. Dallas for 30 points is correct. Number five. This Marvel movie, although released six years prior to Iron Man and Phase 1 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, came out on May 3rd, 2002. A few characters did go on to be in MCU films, though. It's kind of disgusting to think that this movie was only six years before Iron Man, but uh, 
we're going to say uh, Spider-Man. Uh, we believe that most of them reprised their roles in uh, the new Spider-Man movie in the MCU. And Bruce Campbell was also in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, between uh, Toby, Stan Lee, and whoever the Green Goblin guy is. I always forget his Willem name. Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Uh, we too said Spider-Man for 30 points. It is Spider-Man. And I think... I don't know if you guys are airing the behind the scenes, but I've never seen someone take so long to get the right answer. That was insane watching you guys. You yeah, named like we, we 18 really Marvel movies it. I didn't even remember from X-Men to Fantastic Four to everything. And I was like, yeah, all they, the bad ones. Daredevil, all the bad. Hulk, Ghost Incredible Hulk, five different other. Yeah, it was insane that you guys got it. And then you started with Spider-Man 2, which is funny too. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> After all that work. Put him out of his yeah. No, please. Go to Spider-Man 1. No. Yeah. Grant, as I as I do the final calculations here, uh, do you remember going through our backlog and the many number of episodes that we talked about uh, Stan Lee uh, coming up with Spider-Man with the Mosquito Man? I don't recall that. I remember oh. there being a question about the original... Um, it wasn't Fantastic Four. Who were the original? There was six. Oh, the Avengers. Oh, yeah. The original six Avengers, and it was not who you'd think it'd be. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, though. <laughs> well, the game has come to an end, and the scores are in. Picking up a very good 90 points here in the final round, El Guapo and El Feo. Uh, it's not good enough, huh? Go, no, it's not good enough, unfortunately. Uh, not enough Guapo, but uh, your so final least, score... I was like, at least one of you is Guapo. Yes, so. so your score is 245, and picking up 110 points in the final round, Los Pollos Hermanos, the... Uh, Box cutter wins, uh, and uh, Gustavo Fring uh, has reigned victorious at least until Walter Wright comes and gets him. We have three hundred and five points, making us today's cream of the crop. We must quit. All right, good job, guys. Nice work. Yeah, great game. Strong performance all around. Excellent game by Grant. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you, you hosting today. Yeah, and to echo uh, what we were saying a little bit earlier, the fact that I was looking for for Netflix was the most watched Netflix hard copy disc through the mail of all time was The Blind Side. Yeah, that's huh. crazy. Yeah. What a, what a strange uh, It was choice. one disc, and it was completely scratched <laughs> yeah, just one hell. disc. Uh, Grant, uh, wonderful questions. We, we really enjoyed them. Uh, please give the shout-outs to your book so people can check them out, and anything else you'd like to uh, to plug or, or send a message out here for your... Uh, the floor is yours, basically, for your final words here. Uh, yeah, if you do pass through Omaha, I have a book about dive bars. It's rather graphic and X-rated, but it's the type of stuff you'd hear in a dive bar. It's called uh, Taxi Diver. And then I have one called G's Spots. That's I got about 60 different restaurants in Omaha. But I mostly want to give you guys a shout out because I've been listening for three years. This is really fun. It's something I've wanted to do for a while. And the group chat or the Facebook page has actually been helpful. I remember putting a message in there two years ago saying I was really nervous to host my first trivia game. And it was actually at a dive bar down the street and I ended up doing it for a year straight. And you guys gave me like almost a pep talk and said tips, I guess, and stuff on how to be better and how to be calm. And second of all, I remember putting a post in there saying I just didn't have the funds. I mean, you guys are at a dollar a month now, which I sometimes forget. But I said, is there anywhere you can go for if you don't want to do the Patreon or if you don't have the funds or commitment or whatever? And I found a bunch of stuff on your T Public thing. And I told you I wanted to wait for uh, this this date to host actually because it was my birthday last week and i asked for a bunch of uh triviality gear so i got a bunch coming there if you got if anybody oh, ever wants oh, to make like a one-time nice. a one-time purchase or something outside of patreon it sounds like i'm shilling for you guys but i can assure no you. we appreciate it and yeah. happy birthday too yeah. that's awesome yeah yeah i just want to say thanks i've been listening for a long time and 
Um, I appreciate it. So people should yeah. never feel yeah. bad about not supporting us. Yep. We really appreciate the generous support we get on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you aren't able to, don't feel bad. Uh, if you want to do us a favor in that regard, recommend the show to a friend. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. That that's a huge download an episode. That's a huge compliment uh, and an honor that we would be proud to accept. Yes, so. indeed. Well, thank you so much, Grant, for writing today's mm-hmm. game. Great questions, uh, Chris. Your great teammates. Um, any final shout outs from you? Um, I'd like to shout out your friend and mine, Jay Borsum. Uh, her trivia stream, twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. Mm-hmm. I believe is how you pronounce yes, it. Here. It continues. K O U R A G E. Uh, you can find me there most nights. Uh, I, that's where I do most of my trivia. So wonderful. She, she's great. Always, so. always happy to give her a shout out and, uh, Go to her trivia too if you're if you're in the area. All right, and of course we would be remiss if we didn't thank our podcast network, Airwave Media, where you can find such excellent podcasts as Rainbow Puppy Science Lab. Sounds reckless, but okay. Yeah, the Scientific Melody, and the Team House. Sounds like a baseball podcast potentially. Sounds good. Yeah, just Check go right. Out. Yeah, airwavemedia.com. You can listen to all those uh, great podcasts. Well, for Matt, who is in Paris, uh, karate chopping some dudes. Uh, and on a for, boat. On a boat. Uh, and for Ken, Grant, Chris, and Jeff, uh, my name is Neil. We thank you very much for listening to us, and we hope to see you next week on Triviality. Triviality.